Coming up on Flowing Into Awareness with Master Intuitive Anatara. Being alone, is it a blossoming or an isolation? Have you ever felt alone? Do you deal with moments of depression? Is it time for a break or shift to move forward? This and more coming up next as we celebrate our new studio here on YHTV. This week's episode is brought to you by Support the Mountain's Herbal Parasite Cleanse. This formula targets the small and large intestinal tracts and larvae, the most broad-spectrum formula available today. 100% organic, formulated by Dr. Mikio Sanki, author of the Esoteric Acupuncture Series. For 10% off your first bottle, visit shopyogahub.com and use the coupon code CLEANSE at checkout. Hello and welcome to YHTV's Flowing Into Awareness with visionary and master intuitive Anatara. Hello, I'm Christina Souza Ma, your host for this program. And today we are going to talk about being alone. Is it a blossoming or isolation? And here we are with the beautiful Anatara. Hello, Christina. Hello, Anatara. How will you be today? <laughs> Very well, thank you. <laughs> Enjoying spring, almost summer, and feeling really good. Enjoying spring and almost summer. Let's see here. We're in May. Is that about right? <laughs> I think so. We've had some, you know, here in British Columbia, we've had some very, very hot weather. And so it's been feeling more like summer. And of course, since mm. I love the heat and I love summer, it's all very appropriate for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, very ah, nice. So, so, are we alone? I, well, it's just you and me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Seemingly. <laughs> I, I, had a, I have had some interesting experiences with some clients recently where because of the turmoil that they've been going through, they have found, in, you know, in, when they get to a certain stage of trying to unravel what's happening for them and trying to find a solution for what they need in, you know, inside themselves to create space and create a difference that they that they distance themselves from family from um, comrades from co-workers and and put themselves into a kind of you know what I would call isolation and what I have observed about it and what I attempt to talk through with them is whether that 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 aloneness is aloneness or whether it is a kind of isolation that keeps them not only from, you know, contact with others, but from contact with, you know, with their inner selves, with the, with the part of themselves that's going to actually be able to show them what to do next to change the scenario that they're looking at. So my feeling is that we each have a balance within us that we can usually discern. You know, today's a day that I need to be alone. This, this is when there's nothing of great tumult occurring for us. This is a day that I need to be alone. And therefore, I'm going to maybe cancel something that I had planned with a friend, or I'm going to go to the beach on my own, or I'm going to go climb a mountain by myself, or I'm just going to spend some, some quiet inner alone time 
um, you know, within the house. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. So there are times when we know that that's what we want and where it, where it feels like it's coming from that deep resonance within, which is instructing us about everything. And then there are times that when we isolate ourselves, we, we, we take ourselves into aloneness, it becomes pure isolation because we have shut off all of the triggers and, and um, you know, sort of in, insidious little um, pokes from the world around us that we feel are creating pain for ourselves. And, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's nothing wrong with pulling back, taking time alone, even, even being in a sense, in a sort of isolation. If you see that isolation as, as something productive and something helpful, if you see that the isolation is just a temporary thing, uh, that you will, you know that eventually you're going to come out of it and, and do something else with the feelings that you've been working on through self-discovery during that time. The other thing, element of this that I observed is that when people choose a, the isol, isolating parts of being alone over the blossoming parts of being alone, that depression is often very, very coherent with that. They, they come into a place where everything seems hopeless. Uh, they've shut everything down. Um, they've shut communication down. They've shut feeling down. The only thing that they're working with or, or the only kind of stimulation that they have are the thoughts going on in their heads about what it is that isn't working. And it's usually, the, the thoughts usually are about, well, this isn't working. This person doesn't like me. I'm no good at this. I can't cope with whatever it is. So one takes themselves into a deep, deep isolation, which then often brings through a depression because it, everything seems hopeless. There's nothing I can do about this. Look at me. I'm all alone. I'm isolated. I'm sad. I'm, I'm oppressed and I just don't know what to do with it. So here's the main difference between isolation and blossoming. We've just talked about isolation, about how limiting it can be, about how destructive and, and restrictive it is because it keeps you caught in whatever thoughts you have already turning in your mind. <clears throat> when you move the aloneness, the choice to be alone into a blossoming, there's a lifting of the, of the pall in a way. There's a lifting of the heaviness. And even though you may feel uncomfortable and be you know, unhappy, you are allowing yourself to see and allowing the universe and your entourage to bring to you concepts and ideas and little moments of you know tapping on the door with love that say you may be alone right now but you're not cut off you may be alone right now but we are all working together we're working together to help you do whatever you need to do within your aloneness so the aloneness through the blossoming is, is, you know, sort of, I'm going to say it's congruent with movement. It's congruent with opening. It's congruent with, with taking the ideas of, a, of becoming more aware internally into yourself and into your thoughts so that you can reach toward um, a semblance of or a feeling of I'm happy to be here even if I'm unhappy. <laughs>
I'm happy to be here and I'm staying slightly removed from that depression I felt just a moment ago because I know I will be, I will get farther. I will understand what's presenting itself through my experience if I can be in a state of blossoming in aloneness rather than isolation and depression. So one of the other things with this is that sometimes the balance between isolation and blossoming is, you know, it's just, you know, a, a, a hair's width apart. We can be totally resonant with, oh, this feels really good. I'm alone. I'm learning about myself. I'm doing some things that I can only do on my own to, oh, this is so heavy. I don't know what to do with it. I'm, I need to shut myself down. I need to cut myself off. So my, my suggestion, my offering through this is that we look at ourselves, that you really look at yourself and see if there are things in your life that create that kind of moment for you. I mean, are there times when you feel that you're right on the cusp between either working through something, you know, joyfully, even if, even if you're unhappy, <laughs> you can still be joyful about the process and, or working with something that feels so heavy and so depressive. I, I, you know, I like to offer to people, you know, a look from my perspective and from my intuitive perspective into what's happening within them so that they, that they hear, even if they're not feeling it in a, in a sort of isolated, depressive moment, that there is something else there, that what they think is happening is not the only thing that's happening. And I would love for each and every individual to find a way to see where that point of reference is for themselves and to realize that if they do sort of fall into a depression, whatever level it's at, sometimes it can be severe, sometimes it'll be very light, that they actually, in most cases, can find a way to flip the switch and be light, I'm going to say not lighthearted, but light-oriented about even what the depression is showing them and or teaching them about themselves. That was a big sentence. <laughs> that was really... <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's, it's, um, oh my goodness, the subject is so deep, Anatara. You, you have a tendency to do that. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Bring depth to this, which is, I mean, is brilliant. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Yes, I, I do. I do believe um, we've worked with individuals who have been in all those levels in the spectrum, and you know, it, it brings me to a place of asking the question: you know, what is depression? You know, what is it really? And when you say it's that fine, you know, that hairline difference, I am right with you on that. But on a, on a deeper level, you know, our words are so powerful. I, and that's what comes to me is like our words and the way, the way society chooses to to use words and 
sometimes I call them labels. Um, uh, like, you know, for example, when they say children are ADHD, ADD, and it's like, uh, that's a label, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's so that we as a human being can, and a society can relate to it in some way. Whereas to me, you know, those, these children are like really amazingly smart and we just don't know how to handle them. <laughs> and in this case of depression through the years, um, I've had many, many around me that have uh, dealt with it, the imbalance. And I also, um, having come through uh, a certificate of positive psychology, um, have also come on a, def a different level of realization, which is it's very difficult when one feels alone. How, and everyone's going to be very different, how do we reach them so that they don't feel alone and that they know that they are not alone? Um, and what is it that are the simplest steps for these individuals to grasp a piece of light, like you were saying, you know, it's like, how do you acknowledge it and how do you move forward with it? So I always suggest the simplest, which is just say three things you're grateful for every day before you go to bed or anytime you start feeling a little heavy, think of three things you're grateful for, whether it's a cup of that cup of tea in the morning that tastes so good or um, you know, that bowl of cereal that you just ate or, or just being able to connect with another person to say hi, you know, <laughs> or a text message, right? Just three things, just to shift that cellular energetic level of where we are. Because I've found and that when a person is in that space Sometimes it's so hard for them to see that light unless there's an individual guiding them with simplicity. Yes, it, yeah, exactly. And, and that's, of course, what I see with my, you know, I see with my clients, I see with my friends, I see it with my family. Mm. And I'm, I'm certainly not suggesting that there isn't a kind of depression that for some people is so deep mm. that what we, you and I are talking about isn't, you know, is not all that easy. Mm. And at the same time, I know that with guidance and with, you know, the right kind of insight, either from, you know, from without or from within, it is possible for each individual to see their way through the, you know, the, the glitch, the block, the, the misunderstanding, the, the lack of light that they find themselves in. Mm. And, and, you know, we, we all know this. You see people who have suffered terrible tragedies, loss of family, you know, horrible things. And yet they maintain a positive, more buoyant attitude to things. And then there are people who seemingly having suffered something much more minor compared to that are so heavily depressed and down that they can't keep going. And I, and I like to, to look at this more, more from the perspective of either being in a, in, a, in a place where you're moving towards a blossoming or being in a place where you are 
creating isolation for yourself because the kind of isolation that I'm referring to mm. is the kind that becomes more and more detrimental the longer you leave it, the longer you mm. stay within it without finding a way to, to look at what the alternative might be. Mm. I'm also going to say that when I work with people and I see who they are, for lack of a better term, spiritually, if I if I can if I can see what their what their purpose is here, what they are here to learn, what their soul is requiring of them as part of the journey to full awareness and full fully being fully open to the light, often, very frequently, the slippage into isolation and the belief that there's no one there for you and that you are completely alone is part of what that journey is requiring. Um, requiring, you know, who's requiring it? You know, mm. we mm. ourselves are. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. it's yes. our way, it's our way in yes. for, for us as that as an individual. Mm. And, and again, just back to the overall message here, mm. there are things that each of us can do to change the heaviness into a lightness. And, and so we don't have to believe our minds when we tell ourselves, this is hopeless. You're lost. You're never going to find a way out of this because you really, really are. And you mm -hmm. really, really can. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's no judgment in any of this either. A person who never, never finds the way out of depression, that's their journey. You know, mm -hmm. that is, that is what they are doing. A person who does find a way out, that's their journey. Let, you know, let us be accepting of and, and in an overall way, welcoming to whatever we see is going on. Mm, mm, lovely. I, I, I love the way you said that. It's, it's welcoming, it's honoring, and it, yes, mm. definitely. Yeah, it's, it's deep. <laughs> then we can go it on. <laughs> <laughs> so you all, if you know that you're stuck, give Anatara a call. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anatara. What a beautiful moment in flowing into awareness. And of course, we would love to thank each and every one of you for joining us here today. We couldn't do it without you. And uh, we would love to hear your feedback. You can type it into the comment box or give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK, 818-LET'S-TALK. You can reach Anatara through her Twitter, at Anatara, and through Facebook, Master Intuitive through her website, anatara.ca, anatara.ca. And again, we would love to hear from you, get your feedback. Um, we want to know what, uh, your, what you would like to know, any topics, uh, any direction that uh, you would love Anatara to dive into. We are all ears and we are here to support you and your loved ones as well. Um, and uh, we hope you continue to join us here on our new uh, upgraded YHTV studio and uh, would love to hear all about it. And please, uh, we would welcome any uh, feedback on YouTube or um, even iTunes. Uh, we would love your feedback. We'd love your comments. We'd love those thumbs up and those likes so that it helps support us as we continue to bring you more and more. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Anatara. And uh, until next time, namaste.